Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker Podcast Special Edition. It's me, Chris. And me, Matt. Yeah. Oh, I'm full up of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Christmas, Matthew? It was good. You were here for one of the days. I know. Yes. We, we feasted. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm doing the thing today. Today's the, the day of, um, let's eat the food that's about to go out of date. <laughs> I know. So that's, that's, that's the day today. So I'm just basically um, mind sweeping everything. Just like, oh, there's a bit of brie. That's going in the old mouth. Well, I did a bit of brie pate <laughs> and um, yeah, there was some cream and, and mince pie, I imagine, later on as well, just to round off. Are you drinking the cream in its pure form yet? Or are you actually adding it to a, you know, like a pie of some or a festive uh, pudding? Or are you just I've, drinking? I've, I've already used some of it in a festive pie, but now I'm, I'm down to sort of the Jimi Hendrix, um, just drop it in my eyeball directly. <laughs> <laughs> Just mainlining fucking cream. It's the only way I can get rid of it because I have this sort of like horrible, I hate throwing away fucking food. I'd rather make myself eat sick by eating it yeah. than throw it away. So like I had to throw away like a, a, a turkey carcass today. <laughs> and I was beside myself. I was like, I could boil that and make a stock. Yeah. But, you know, that's that point. It's that weird time, isn't it? Where uh, you, I mean, I've gone up two dress sizes, I know. But I mean, that... <laughs> That period of time in between Christmas and New Year, it's like this weird wasteland, isn't it? I have no idea what day it is. And every day feels like a Sunday. Mm. Every day yeah. you wake up and feel like a Sunday. It's and nuts. you just want to, I mean, I'm threatening to kill everybody in my family multiple times. <laughs> um, it's doing my head in. Death. Is the only way to end it? Well, you know, fights are part of Christmas, aren't they? Amongst the old family the family well, spread but the, people didn't tune into this to ramble about our, our gout uh, our gout based yeah, diets that we're, we're currently having well we've had a we, we thought we'd have a little chat didn't we to, to talk about the the episodes past uh you know almost like a, a scrooge type thing you know ghosts of films of uh, podcast past present and future yeah yeah so this is the present this is the sucky present <laughs> <laughs> um, and the past, and then uh, yeah, and then we can have a little discussion about what we, how we plan to kick it on for the future. See if anyone cares, um, and see if anyone has any suggestions about what we should do. I think, I think that's what we should do. So, I wanted to say quickly before we start the ball rolling on that. Thank you to everybody that tuned into Radio Five Live on Christmas Eve at quarter past eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Prime time. <laughs> it, it went really well. I stayed sober, which was a, a rarity for me on Christmas Eve. Uh, and yeah, just, you know, if you want to catch that again, you can listen again on BBC iPlayer, I believe, and just search for Colin Patterson's uh, radio broadcast from Christmas Eve at around 11 o'clock. And you can hear me and him talking about the Star Wars holiday special, which he, he loved. Um, but yeah, yeah. So do catch that again if you can. It was really good of him to talk to me. I, I think of all, all the films we reviewed this year, that's that's the one that I've had the most conversations about outside of the podcast. Yeah. Like I've been going up to people going, have you seen this thing? <laughs> <laughs> have you been exposed to it? And people are like, oh, Star Wars. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> no, no, it's got a it's got a, a masturbating old Chewbacca in it. It's very very odd. Well, Colin uh, opened my eyes to this the record, the Star Wars record that was made uh, shortly afterwards, which featured John Bon Jovi singing about. Um, with kids singing about R2-D2. And that was something I never knew existed. So that was crazy. Anyway, Star Wars. Star Wars. So the, 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 we we were sort of late to the party in 2018, weren't we? So um, it was, we just worked out it was actually April Fool's Day (laughs) when we actually launched our very first podcast. Yeah. And then we, we decided to tackle... Um, we, we delve through the depths of Netflix to find a, a terrible film. We, and like later on, obviously, we found out you, you don't need to go so deep. <laughs> no. There are terrible films just there on the surface. And our very first film, and I think one that's going to hold a place in all of our hearts, um, well, mine and yours, um, Alienator. Yeah. Yeah. What a quality uh, film that is. I definitely want to watch it again, though. It's weird. Well, I think because- we should... We should definitely, in April next year, 2019, we should definitely do a anniversary special where we can rewatch it in some sort of way. And if we've got any listeners that are, are really uh, up for what joining us, maybe we could do a mass watch, mass rewatch of that. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> she was talking something. There's a, a foam gingerbread house on my table and it started moving. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you'd be visited by the ghosts of uh, yeah. podcast past. No, it was um, some pepper pig tissues that must have been stuck to the top of it or something that just decided to fall down at that point. Random. Anyway, sorry. Freaked, freaked out already. <laughs> Creeped out. That was freaky. He's like, why is that? He's like, oh, now we've got like a, a rat <laughs> on my kitchen table. Oh, well. Sorry. Yes, right. yes, the um, alien. We will go back to and do a, a special on it and see if we can. Because um, I, I don't think we gave it our best shot as well. Because we were kind of at that first point. We we started by literally going through the film almost scene by scene, um, and we were almost kind of live watching it at the time as well. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit disjointed, but there, there's some good stuff in there in terms of like that. There's, there's very good talking points in the film that maybe we, we didn't hit. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'd be happy to revisit that one and give it some some more some more mirth. If well, that's see. that's definitely the in the bag. Then well, not in the bag. That's definitely uh, on the agenda. We're going to do that one, Alienator in April. Wow, so that, <laughs> that that conversation there was a a past, present, and future. What we did there, we got three ghosts in one there. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. So any other films from our catalogue of uh, crapness that you would potentially watch again? Dare <laughs> I ask that stupid question? Um, it's hard to say, really. Um, we, I think we mentioned at the time, but 2012 is always a film that I don't think... It, it is terrible, but it's it's watchable. It's really watchable, and it's it's almost hard to take your eyes from it. I think where it's there's so much going on all the time, and this mm. and it's so confused as a film, as we discussed, mm. that like it's one of those ones that you're going to watch forty minutes of if it's on. You're never going to choose to put it on, but it, it it's going to be on at some point. It's going to be hard to avoid because it's it's that sort of middling. Um, 
like budget for like terrestrial television stations so they can like it's got loads of names and it. it's a big budget it's kind of a big name so they can throw it on to fill up a schedule um without thinking to themselves that's terrible we should do better than that um well so the, produ- the, the production values are really high as well i mean it's well made yeah effects yeah. are good are very good for the time and as you say yeah some great cast woody woody harrelson for a start yeah and weirdly jack and jill which i, I feel is a film that i i hated like probably more than any other film because i i, I was almost resenting that film when i was watching it um mm. that i almost feel like it needs another watch and i don't know why because I, I really hated watching it. <laughs> um, and we had to kind of stop ourselves from just having the Adam Sanders shit films podcast. I think yeah, after that, yeah. because like, there was like about, I mean, Jack and Jill won out, but there's a short list of about 20 Adam Sander films that we could have gone to. I mean, even like the fact that we did like Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which is, you know, the same production company, I think. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, but I think, I don't know, I don't know why, it's, it's just something that's kind of, it's an, I feel there's, un, there's unfinished business <laughs> with Jack and Jill. Well, maybe if we, if we run out of uh, crap films out there, then we can go back and rewatch the ones and give them another go. I don't think we'll ever run out of any crap films, but yeah. So, <laughs> anyone that you rewatched, Chris? Um, I, th- I don't know, I think I'd probably give Tank Girl another whirl. I quite liked it. Um, some of its tenacity to to bring this character on on screen, and I know it's early days for that kind of comic book, um, you know, franchises and comic comic book movies to, to you know to to make their you know way to screen. And I think there's parts of it that are a bit endearing, and there's bits of it that work. Um, it's pretty, I don't think it's very well cast. I think it probably could do with another go. And, and I realized that um, some of those early characters of that kind of genre, of those genre of comics are being uh, looked at now. Um, they're doing 2000 AD characters, uh, Rogue Trooper and somebody else, another character from like the 2000 AD series. Trotium Dog, is it? Is it oh, Dog? I'm not sure, but uh, who is it? The chap who directed, um, you know, Mute and Warhammer. Not Warhammer. Oh, right. Um, oh, God. Um, Douglas, uh, Zoe Bowie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, his name's Dun- gone. Dun- Duncan James. Uh, Duncan James. No. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> Blair. <laughs> that dude. Um, oh. Anyway, no. we're going to get shouted at by the Twitterverse if we carry on like this. Bah. But yeah, he's too. Duncan it. James. Duncan, Duncan James? No. no that, Duncan, Duncan James. Jones. Duncan Jones. Duncan James Duncan. is one of the, uh, one of the dragons. <laughs> <from> <laughs> dragon right, okay. Yeah, well, we've got them in the end. Um, I, I heard um, um, over Christmas he, he tweeted, I follow him on Twitter and everything, and he's very interesting. Um, he once did like a live tweet alongside uh, Source. Um, Oh yeah, source code. Yeah, source code, which was really good. Um, and I didn't know this, but he sort of tweeted, and it brought a little lump to the throat that um, uh, he was sat there on Christmas writing a label to his daughter, um, and his daughter he's called her Zowie. Yes, which obviously, what his his you know he was originally called, and he's like you know 
to Zowie, lots of love, dad. And then he had a real moment where he thought at some point my dad would have sat at Christmas and, oh. and wrote that message. And obviously now he's, he's passed um, People don't know that David Bowie was his father. Um, and then, yeah, that's this really poignant tweet and it kind of brought a lump to my throat. Um, but then now <laughs> then he tweeted almost immediately afterwards that um, he didn't have such an issue with his son because as he was wrapping his present, he's gonna, he was thinking to himself, that little twat's going to smack me around the back of the head with this at some point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, he's a, good, he's a good Twitter person to follow, actually, because he's, um, he's very uh, active for a start, which is always good in Twitter. Um, doesn't do hate huge amounts, obviously, so mm. quite anti-Trump and stuff but so most sort of sane thinking people um, but yeah he does he does tweet little, lots of little insights into his films and stuff so yeah if he's doing Rogue Trooper that is definitely going to be on my one to watch list and would almost certainly not going to make it ever to a podcast <laughs> no hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed but other than that I don't other than Tank Girl I don't think I would revisit anything again unless it was a uh, you know for a, the purpose of a, doing another take on it for the podcast for a bet Mm. But yeah, not only so. It's been a it's been a, a successful year for the podcast. It's grown and grown. It's been very interesting watching it, especially in the countries that we never thought it would uh, do well get any downloads in. I mean, it's great to have some really healthy statistics in the uh, USA, the states, um, yep. which is really great, and some really other other interesting places like Yemen and. Uh, Australia, everywhere. I mean, everywhere you could possibly imagine. We're there in people's ears, which is really encouraging. And, and weird at the same time. I, I, I freak out a little bit when I look at the stats and see that somebody's like in Saudi Arabia has gone, I'm going to listen to that guy today, which is just, <laughs> I just think is very odd. Um, and if there's any listeners out there to, or listen to this podcast that are in Alabama, why? <laughs> not, not that I don't want you to listen. It's just that Alabama as a state... Um, it's a huge majority of our US visitors. And I just need to know what happened. Whether yeah. or not someone just in a pub went, went hey. Um, <laughs> I was going to do another Alabama accent then, but I have literally no, no yeah. clue. Yeah, we don't want to lose all our listeners in Alabama by just, <laughs> yeah, just wipe it out instantly by doing a, a really insulting, like something near Alabama type accent um, mm. of a neighboring town, which they all hate or something. Um, yeah, no, I'd be interested to find out if so, if anyone could tweet us. Facebook as etc. We'll put all the details obviously as normal in the, the, the uh, podcast description. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know how that's come about. And we'd be more than happy to come out uh, there and, and do a live podcast if you could pick the venue and put us up and buy the plane tickets. We'd be absolutely pleased as punch to do it. Yeah, supermarket openings, light turning on, Groundhog yeah. Day, and if that's a thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're able and cheap, we're, we're, we're free, these are fans of anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, anything, anything for a good holiday uh, to promote the podcast, is, it would be great. Yes. And the other thing we've got to mention is the fantastic guests we've had. Yeah, you did well, I have to say. It was never our intention at the start of this podcast to have guests. In fact, you know, we, we, to be fair, we didn't really have many intentions at the start of this podcast. But you um, you obviously came across this great idea of just hassling people on Twitter and agreed <laughs> to speak to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just occurred to me that maybe we could talk about films to film journalists or, well, initially it started off as film journalists and people that are film critics and do this sort of thing for a living because they they know what they're talking about and we kind of pretend to know 
uh, what we're talking about, like, like I guess a lot of podcasters do who aren't professionals. Um, but we, yeah, it seemed like a no brainer to just try and reach out to people. Um, and I think what I'd love to do in the new year is just push that envelope a little bit further without annoying people, but just try to get as many uh, guests on as possible to talk about their guilty pleasures and films that, you know, generally speaking, aren't liked by critics or are, are maybe frowned upon or poo pooed. And they actually can say that, you know, they really enjoy them for what we call a, a the guilty pleasure factor, if you like. But yeah, we've had Mark Kermode, who I managed to corner in a pub in Southampton after watching his band play. And he was good enough to talk to me for a, a, well, two or three minutes. And then from there, we had Helen O'Hara from Empire Magazine and the Empire Podcast. And she's also a freelance journalist, a film journalist. Um, she was fantastic. And I've been a big fan of hers for a long time listening to her podcast with uh, Empire Magazine. And then who did yeah. we have next? Marshall Julius. Marshall Julius as well, who's uh, part of the UK critic circle and, and had a really long career in film journalism amongst other things. And then we had Colin Patterson from BBC. Um, he was brilliant and, uh, on the podcast, wasn't he? Talking about golf films. Yes, yes, a real, um, real niche that he he, he just loves, yeah. <laughs> loves golf films. Um, and I, after that, I was trying to think to myself, what film, like, what sort of subject matter do I always sort of like um, lean towards? And um, there isn't any, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got no particular leanings. I do obviously like a bit of a comic book, but then they tend to be good films, so they're not very good for this podcast. But um, maybe we can go to find some old old crappy one somewhere yeah yeah and then we had um zaki hassan who was really fantastic uh, film journalist and writer for multiple uh, um online outlets uh, and has a podcast of his own and is an author as well and then as a little bit of a uh, a taster for our next episode which we're going to release early part of january i managed to interview james king who's another great uh, uk journalist and author actually uh, we'll talk about his book and we'll talk about film journalism a bit more with him and James King if you know him in the UK um, he's been doing film journalism for many years started off on Radio 1 as one of the main journalists there and has been doing that ever since and you can see him on various TV programs here in the UK if you if you watch that sort of thing but yeah looking forward to airing that one that was fantastic and there's a couple more lined up as well so you know it has got legs this thing I am sort of managing to twist people's arms which is bizarre <laughs> Yeah, I think at some point we're probably going to start broaching away from like the film journalists and get like not normal people. Obviously, we'll try and find some sort of <laughs> celebrity uh, in some kind of field um, mm. who would be prepared to talk about films because so many people have a love of film and a hate of film. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 we, should, we could be a, this you know, we could endless endless people we could invite in. Maybe we have to start paying for some of them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're well, great. I mean, it's it's surprising actually, but it's been pretty successful, and I think it's a really good thing. So, yeah, hopefully onwards and upwards with the podcast in the new year, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I do like it. I, I like do it. love sitting down and eating and watching a shite film. It's changed my life in the in the sense that, like, no longer do I avoid shit films. <laughs> um, like uh, something we're talking about potentially doing a uh, a cinema visit to mm. see shit. Film. 
Um, and me and Chris have got quite excited because there's a shit film out right now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this could be the thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's not cheap to go to the cinema. So we're going to like, like spunk our hard-earned cash. <laughs> um, like literally, you know, people are running away from this film. And we, we, you know, the two salmon flapping endlessly upstream <laughs> to try and see this film. Um, yeah. What's it called? It's Holmes and Watson, isn't it? This new... Uh... Holmes and Watson, yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't want to say it out loud just in case we didn't get to see it because there's a good chance it's going to get pulled before we get to But either way, it's a, it, we could talk about the potentially fu- the future of um, poor bad cinema. I mean, and uh, crit- a critically panned film that we know is imminently on, on its way to us in either way, shape or form. Either we do go to the cinema or we'll catch it when it streams. But uh, yeah. it's, it's currently around three point something uh, on IMDb and it's all the reviews I've seen for the people I follow on Twitter, it's had a, an absolute panning. To round up the, the, the review then, um, what was of the 18, well, 18 episodes, obviously, there was a mm. film. what was the worst? The what worst the, film. The worst film. The film that you're like, Jesus, the one that nearly broke you, that sort of, if you thought to yourself, why am I fucking doing this? Why didn't what? I just go out and review Star Wars like everyone else? Yeah, well, it's a good question. And that for me, I think probably Pain and Gain I mean, it wasn't yeah. the worst film out of all the 18 films we did, but it's definitely the most deplorable. I mean, in terms of the content and how the subject matter around it, I was just, ugh. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> movie 43 was pretty unsettling. <sighs> so those two, I guess, if I could choose one, it would be Pain and Gain just because of morally, it was pretty, re- pretty repulsive. Um, but yeah, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one, actually. Pain and Gain is probably the only film I'd actively avoid. Like, the mm. rest of these are just kind of, you know, they're mistakes, but they, 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 most of them have something gleaming. Even more, Movie 43 had a couple of decent bits in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it had some, like, horrendous shit in there as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a bad film. Um, I'd be inclined to see it again if I could get hold of the other version. Oh the, yes, yeah, the American version. Because that had bigger people in it. It can't be any better because obviously still a majority of it is um, utter shite. But yeah, pain and gain, um, very much like yourself. It's, it's, it's you know, um, I think a lot of people have seen it and, and quite enjoyed it and stuff. I talked to a, a friend at work about it and he was like, um, I like that film. And I'm like, do you know it's a true story? <laughs> and he's like, God, no, really? <laughs> like, yeah, people actually died and then... Um, at the hands of these these horrible people, and then mm. they got, and it was just such a weird tone for that. Mm. Such a weird tone. And we can pursue our themes into the new year with uh, "Can the Rock Save This Film?" Um, yeah, and famously, he couldn't. For us, he didn't really save Pain and Gain. I mean, he had some bits in it that were okay, and I still I forgive him. Okay, we forgive him. And we can we can also you know pers- carry on with our Gerard Butler. Uh, <laughs> was he nearly in this <sighs> film, or is he going to be in this film? That was um, close. We nearly managed to get a whole podcast done without mentioning Gerard. Butler. <laughs> I don't think we can. And bizarrely, I'm quite thirsty right now. <laughs> thirsty as fuck. There you go. Hey, thanks. Um, I am quite thirsty. <laughs> yeah, but that's all the uh, salty, you know, all the stuff that you're shoveling into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. At this time of year. <laughs> I think I've, it is a very strange feeling to be 
completely bloated yet wanting to eat at the same time. It's, it's hideous. But anyway, I think I'm going to be a vegan for January. You're going to try that? Are you veganary? Veganary? No, fuck that. (laughs) 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 All right, listen. Well, listen. I'm going to have to. We have to sort of start playing some clips, right? Yes. So what? So we're going to play some clips of the films that uh, some of the films that we didn't capture in our last kind of holiday special, and then we've got little snippets from each of the interviews that we've done with our special guests over the last few episodes as well. So it's kind of like a nice little, uh, nice little Christmas present for you to unwrap. If you haven't heard some of this, or if you want to see it another way, it's just a filler podcast. So um, <laughs> enjoy that. And we'll be, we'll be back at the end. In the first sort of 10 minutes, we're introduced to um, Matthew McConaughey's character of Connor. And, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not likable in any way. Yeah. He comes across as a proper slimer. Yeah, he's a slimy, womanizing, misogynistic a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> and there are women falling at their feet to just be around him and to get boned by him, aren't they? Whilst watching this, you kind of go, look, in, in this kind of day and age, you think it's a bit much to have just these male characters running around. But there's no deceit involved. Everybody is fully on board with what's going down. He's not sort of promising these people that he's going to marry them or see them in the morning or even remember their name. And, and the women that he's going with are buying into this. So they're not being exploited in any way. They're like, no. that's that guy I want to, I want a bone for a night. Off I go. They're being exploited in terms of the cinema <laughs> and and their representation <laughs> on the film. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the premise of the film and, and his character, as you say, is his cards are well and truly on the table. His cock is on the table. They they want a piece of uh, so- all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sex and the City or Pain and Gain. Yes. If you had to watch yeah. one, one at Godpoint, yeah. which would you choose? Pain and Gain's it's shorter. <laughs> no, it's terrible, but it's over faster. And I mean, so that's it's, it's literally whichever yeah. one is the shortest one, and that's the one. Jack and Jill. That's awful. I Frankenstein. Yeah, terrible, but long, terrible. Jack and Jill isn't very long, and Jack and Jill has got one good gag in it. There is one good gag in Jack and Jill when he's at Al Pacino's house and he breaks the Oscar and he says, you've got another one and Al Pacino says, yeah, you'd think. One decent gag, so, you know, it's fine. But then there's this soul-based, this like the MacGuffin of this soul-based contract that, that everyone wants. So then Mephisto's son turns up. Black Blackheart. So Wes Bentley goes from watching for carrier bags floating around in American Beauty to dialing it in in this film it's so camp and pantomime isn't it this uh, he's got no lines he's got absolutely no credible lines in this in this film whatsoever everything is awful so there's four of them he's the leader and he's got these three other kind of demon-y type chaps with him uh, and they they look like you know extras from My Chemical Romance emo band or something <laughs> uh, with their three quarter length jackets and they've all got the same you know, they've all got some sort of same emo based jacket yeah, so you have you have Waterman Airman and Dirtman uh, they're, they're, they're not, that's not their actual official names they're called like Wallow and others, Weasel Gre- Gressel <laughs>
In the office, how are these films divvied up amongst you? Or you do have to fight for the good ones and then you, you pick the, the, you know, the ones that you kind of have a feeling aren't very good out of a hat or something? Um, it, certainly there is a bit of a pecking order and, you know, we, we don't give the interns or the, the new writers the sort of Avengers Infinity Wars <laughs> of this world. And, and when I started out, I was very sent to the absolute one-star disasters mm. and and i think i mean it, to be honest in some ways it's a gift because it's a heck of a lot easier to write a one-star review than mm. a three-star one in a mm. lot of cases um, yeah. if you feel strongly either way you can always write a review pretty easily if, if you're if you're kind of meh on something mm. those are the hardest reviews to write um so so yeah so uh, i mean the ideal historically at empire has been that we we sort of we, with the person who has the best take on it that we ideally is be able to see it all together and the person yeah. who sort of feels strongly that they have something really important to say about this that isn't always obviously the case and i think mm. um you know terry uh, will sometimes through choice sometimes through necessity um because we don't we can't get everyone along to see something we'll mm. just someone and they will be our voice for that film but you know obviously there are times one of us disagrees with the rest yeah. unfortunately has written the review it's actually um, generally speaking we have at least a broad consensus i think we have you know, by virtue we have similar-ish tastes and and things from a similar-ish point of view yeah i think look for entertainment value as what might be termed pure it's not just about the mise-en-scene or the shot. It's also about did we have a good time watching it, if that's the appropriate measure for this film. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little bit it's a little bit. Um, there's no real fast rules, I guess. Um, one of his daughters gets key locked. Yeah, he gets a, she gets attacked, and she by the key well, the key mill. But yeah, he's like, what do you think key is it? Is it is it the little finger key? No, I never use that one for anything. <laughs> is it the, the ring finger key? No, I don't use that one for anything. <laughs> <laughs> is it the thumb key? Never use that one. I don't even know what that's for. I think that one does the garage. Yeah, annoyed, annoyed by the key thing. So yeah, so then he um, he locks her soul. I don't know. I, oh, Matthew, uh, before you go any further, the one thing I noticed about the demon guy is that when yeah. he when he lock he locks shuts her voice to stop her from screaming he yeah. goes shh <laughs> but he's got no lips you can't make that sound without lips it's just <sighs> maybe that's his demon power to be able to shush without lips i noticed that straight away you've got no lips so how are you shushing shh. it's true you can't shush without lips <laughs> <laughs> anyway this is podcast gold <laughs> What do you think goes wrong with these big or small budget films where filmmakers or they've got the right director possibly attached to it and things don't go according to a plan? What's your take on that? So many, so many reasons. I mean, well, for starters, um, your um, eyes are bigger than your belly sometimes. You know, you yeah. have grandiose ideas, um, but you just can't achieve them or you don't have the budget to achieve them mm. um, something happens halfway through maybe your effects budget is cut in half i mean yeah. you, 
there's so many things that can um, derail a film. Plus people, people are inherently stupid and they don't get on and they clash with each other and that yeah. kind of stuff can really work against a movie. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're, it's actually, the, the real trick is making a good film. About yeah. how, how do they manage that? I mean, why mm -hmm. isn't every film terrible is really the question. Mm -hmm. why, are, why, you, you know, you should be doing a podcast four or five times a day. You know, there, there are just so many terrible films out there. Mm. Um, I, I think often it's when a director has given too much power. I mm. mean, look at, look at um, you know, George Lucas. I've been doing, you know, Star Wars is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not alone in this, you mm. know, is an obsession of mine. Mm. And you look at Star Wars and you, you, you hear the stories behind it. And, uh, you know, George Lucas had to fight for everything. Mm. Um, he, nobody just said yes to him. Everything was a battle. Um, and somehow it all turned out great. Um, yeah. But then you look at like the Phantom Menace. Um, mm. At which point he was all powerful. You know, he'd come yeah. to the, the, the emperor and, uh, and, and, and all of a sudden nobody's, nobody's speaking up. Um, he can do whatever he wants. And, you know, he makes the biggest pile of crap in film history. I wouldn't watch this film again. If I was flicking over and it was on ITV2, would I carry on watching it? I would probably end up breaking my remote in a, in a, in a frenzied attempt at fucking trying to get to the next channel. <laughs> Um, which even if it was QVC trying to sell me some Diamante shit, I would leave it on that for fear of pushing the wrong button and going back to some of this film. What if you'd lost the remote control? I mean, we just, just I could just vision visualize you pulling your plasma TV off the wall, <laughs> yeah, either that or just drive my head into it. Anything to stop, stop the film. Let's get onto your your fondness for golf movies, good and bad. Yeah, everyone's got the kind of uh, the weakness when it comes to films, a genre that they love, they know they shouldn't. And the one that I genuinely get excited about, golf movies, absolutely love them. We'll watch almost anyone that comes out. There was a real golden spell around the start of the two thousands when I, I do have a theory about this. The reason there are so many golf movies when no one wants to see them is because the kind of people who make films like golf. Yeah. All the producers, the executives, the people with the money, and they all think this will be the one that will break the mold because they all cost a fortune. And apart from Tin Cup uh, and a couple of comedies, they have pretty much all tanked at the box office for yeah. very, very good reasons, but they gladden my heart. What are the worst ones, critically, that you know of that you, you, you feel quite passionately about? Well, the, the one that got absolutely panned was The Legend of Bagger Vance, which was yeah. one of the most, ex I think it was the most expensive golf movie of all time. There was something like, it was $80 million they spent on this. And when you look at the people behind it, mm. Robert Redford directed it. It stars Will Smith, Matt Damon, and Charlize Theron. That is a heck of a cast. Oh, yeah. This is about a mystical caddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's not to love there? The word <laughs> mystical caddy, set in Georgia in the 1930s. And it's, oh, man. Um, so many of these golf movies have the same tropes as well. They're all guy who was brilliant, has fallen in hard times, 
has to come back to being brilliant to solve a problem, either his love life or, in the case of Happy Gilmore, getting his gran into an old folks' home. Not such an exciting concept. But this one was just looked luxurious. It was basically golf porn. All these <laughs> fantastic names in these fantastic, I keep saying fantastic, but fantastically well-lit night nocturnal scenes of yeah. Matt Damon at a driving range trying to dig out his soul and his old swing. And for, for golfers, the love of these films is basically the same as watching the Dunhill on TV when you get to see guitarist Tico Torres from Bon Jovi swinging. You're like, what's a golf swing like in real life? It's yeah. just like this in these movies. You're like, ooh, Matt Damon's golf swing. Not as good as Jim, Jim Caviezel's uh, and such like. You, you do get to compare them all. And um, there is just something terribly satisfying from a golf point of view about watching these people struggling to do a good swing on screen. <laughs> to interrupt you again, Gerald Butler was, was uh, lined up to play that role. Uh, Gerald Butler's rapidly becoming our podcast favorite actor. I don't think there's a single episode that we've been through uh, where we haven't <laughs> mentioned Daryl Butler. Fuck, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirsty as fuck. <laughs> that was it. Sorry, yeah. I backward quoted him. I'm thirsty <laughs> as fuck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, imagine him in this film. He wouldn't have been thirsty. There was a massive load of water at one point. Um, <laughs> he would have loved it. Okay, so he would have loved it. He would have been absolutely in his element. <laughs> As far as my own uh, personal experiences with movies I have been disappointed with, oh my gosh, there are a few, uh, but I would have to say the, 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 the one movie that basically is synonymous with disappointment for me is the 2001 remake of Planet of the Apes that Tim Burton made. A little bit of backstory there is that Planet of the Apes, the original, the 1968 movie, is my all-time favorite movie. It has been... Uh, for all my life that's the movie that I, I love more than any other I saw it at exactly the right age for it to really take up permanent residence in my psyche I was probably uh, eight or nine and you know I when I heard that they were doing a new apes movie I was I was just ecstatic and then the movie comes out and it was not it was just not good it was just not good and you know uh, two years earlier, the Star Wars: The Phantom Menace had come out, and that I, I witnessed firsthand how a lot of people tried to convince themselves that that was a good movie. When I mean, it's it's not it's not great. And I was I watched The Phantom Menace, and I was like, no, 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 this isn't this isn't good, folks. I was like the I was leading the way. I was holding the lantern. Uh, but Planet of the Apes in two thousand one, that was the one where I was like, eh, it's no, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. It's pretty good. So that was fun, wasn't it? I didn't listen to it, Chris. Oh, I okay. literally just carried on talking. <laughs> but I, I could only imagine. Ma- don't ruin the magic, Matthew. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I remember all those bits. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yes, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it and uh, thoroughly looking forward to doing it some more. <laughs> so did we agree that we were going to, what film we were going to do as our sort of New Year's film? We, we haven't, no, we kind of left it, uh, we, we, we don't know, because we, um, we, we went with this sort of like the, the genres that we've kind of randomly decided, the pointless remake, the, um, the, the comic book film, the action film, the horror, the romantic comedy, so we've kind of had that on the go, so... Mm-hmm. 
we should, in theory, I think we're back to sort of alienator territory. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did we not discuss doing, and cut this out, Transformers? We did, yes. I mean, Transformers is, is kind of like our Moby Dick in that um, from about episode three, we've been going, we should do Transformers because it's a terrible film. Should we get um, out of the way then? Should we just do it us, uh, in January, get this? Because we've done this nearly for a year. Like yanking a plaster off. Yes, let, let's do, let's do, tra- oh, I'm going to have to watch it again there, that means, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah, but which, which one? <laughs> don't, don't smack the mic. It's not the microphone's fault. I headbutted it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's got quite a sharp thing on the top as well. Um, the, the, the last one, the, the, the last one, which is the, the night one. The, the first night. night. Yeah, is it okay. first night or last night? I don't I never remember. Either, either way, it's going to be crap. So we're going to do the, 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 the most recent Bar Bumblebee, which is at the cinema at the moment, the most recent which Transformers. Which is getting good reviews, so that doesn't look like that's, that's going to be... You know, it's the, it's the last night, by the way. Transformers, the last. the last night, yeah. With Marky Mark, another Marky Mark film. Another Marky Mark film. Yeah, he's becoming yeah. the... Uh, you know, Gerard getting, Butler. Apparently, I've heard that Gerard Butler was in, in the running for a <laughs> role in this film, yeah. And he was going to be the voice of a um, a dustbin lorry from Scotland. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, generic kind of, uh, you know, it's a generic fucking voice. <laughs> Nailed it. The Baileys, the Baileys is kicking in, Matthew. Yeah. It's got one star. That's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll do that then. Yep. So get uh, get watching that, and uh, I'll plug it on Tinternet. This is what I usually do. And um, if you want to get involved, you know what to do. Huh. It's uh, t- it's Twitter, isn't it? So we've got Twitter, which is movie underscore bunker. Yeah, I'll put all the details in the description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't have to ramble on uh, Facebook us and get involved. And uh, it's been it's been a pleasure. It's been lovely. Been lovely so, doing you. Catch you all in the new year and a happy new year to bunksters out there. Happy new year to you all. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. <laughs>